Hello, everybody. Welcome to Constant Companion Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Connor Orr, and we have Dallas with us as well. Good morning. How are you doing, Connor? Dude, it's like 1030 at night here, but (laughs) it's good to be here. I'm really excited about this week. Um, There's been a lot going on, so sorry, we have to apologize. Episodes have not been coming out as consistently as we would like them to. There's no real... um, there's no real excuse for it, so it is a Wednesday we're recording, so hopefully this will be up by tonight. You guys will be able to listen to it. Hello to everybody who is listening. Um, how's your you, week you been, know, though? You know, you can just blame me, though. Blame me for the lack of episodes coming out. No, you know, no I'll no, take no. the blame for it. Yeah, Dude, absolutely. We, I'll do it. Okay, thank you. So Dallas is going yeah. to take the blow. Um, janitor, friends, um, keep that in mind. Take the blame, not the blow. Well, the blame and the blow, both together. Oh. Because there will be some blowback. Mark my words, dude. All right. Better By the, no the five people who listen. <laughs> no, I think we got like 20 last time, dude, didn't I, we? Well, I didn't look at the last podcast, but I looked uh-huh. at each episode. We're starting to range to about like 15, 14 to like 19 downloads per episode. Dude, we're getting there. We're so I got to look there. again. I could be completely wrong on that. But let me ask you about your week personally. How's it been for you? You know, it's been a pretty dope week. We did some laser tag on Friday. I got ranked fourth, just saying, out of like 30 people that were playing. So Dude, drop the mic there. That's. I was going to say, do you remember on our mission when we went and did laser tag? I never went. Oh, you weren't there for that. That's right. That was before you no. came in. Dude, yeah, I came in right. last place. Oh, my god! Dead last, even to the girls. And the thing that I thought was dumb. Okay, so get this. We were playing laser tag, and we were playing it in, like, a garden maze, right? And uh-huh. so while we're playing, um, it's the middle of the day, and I thought it was stupid because I'm like, well, how am I going to aim if – it's daytime. I'm not going to be able to see my laser shooting. It kind of defeats the purpose of laser tag. <laughs> and so I look over at Elder Clark, who none of you guys know him, but he was he was another missionary at the time. And he was just very um, – he had a very dry sense of humor. He was always very kind of monotone. And he kind of had a voice that sounded a bit like Squidward. And he looks at me, and he's just like, are you serious right now? Are you joking? And I'm like, no, I'm not joking. What am I supposed It's not dark. How are we going to play? And then he just like rolled his eyes. And I just felt like an idiot the rest of the day. And then I came in last. So I felt like even more of an idiot. And the worst part was our team was the Frost Dragons. What the heck? Dude, that's like an elementary school team. Like, you know, when you get together with your class and they're like, all right, what should we be? And it's always something ridiculous like the Frost Dragons <laughs> the or the... Fr- the fire rabbits. I don't know. I'm just Voldemort. The, just the Voldemort team. Isn't that from the office? <laughs> yeah. I feel like team Elder Voldemort. Clark, though, was just trying to play with your head. He was just getting in your head so he can mind games dude. psych you out. He psyched exactly. It worked, too. Dude, he's a oh, master of laser it, yeah. tag. But you came in fourth. Oh, yeah. Holy and cow. We, we usually go like every week. We're, we're a whole bunch of nerds over here. Do you guys cover your sensors? No, we're not allowed to, but we found out a way on how to slightly cover it without actually covering it. So what you do 
is there's there's a laser there's a, a tag on your front mm-hmm. belly area on your shoulders, right? Right. And what you do is you kind of turn around and have your back facing the person, and then put your gun over your shoulder and shoot them that way, Dang, so that dude. you're so that they can't really get you. That's crazy. Isn't that dope? That's like some Mission that's Impossible what... Tom Cruise stuff right there. Oh yeah, that's some what Bruce the, uh, the workers told stuff. us. They're they're uh, they're like they go to nationals every year in laser tag. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Wait, there's but nationals I guess there for is. laser tag. Wait, who yeah. goes? And they, the workers at this place we go to, Whoa. and they're the ones who taught us all this. Dang, it's like yeah. it sounds almost like. Where do they hold it at? I don't know. Probably some big warehouse in in the middle of Dude, like Texas or something. Like this is like really dark, like off the grid kind of shady business going on <laughs> this is like the black market of laser tag i guess you could, yeah I don't know. dude backdoor shady deals yeah you can find this kind of stuff on the dark web i so. feel like at these i feel like the black market probably caters at these events and you have all the chinese guys cooking cat and stuff like that for them, like all the things that you know happen but are illegal. And since there's this big laser tag event, all these black market vendors just come out and set up shop. They're like, we're already having an illegal, an illegal uh, laser tag event. We may as well set up shop here. You got to oh, go sure, sometime. Yeah. We got to scope it out. Exactly. We You'll do. make it. You Maybe were we'll be able to make it. Were you playing against the workers? Yeah, the workers are playing too. Dang, dude. So, yeah, I'm pretty good. I, I, it's the one thing I'm good at here. I feel like my week is probably pales in comparison. I haven't really done much. Um, we picked up my aunt this week. My aunt moved in with us. Uh, she she actually has she suffers from Down syndrome, so she used to live with my my other aunt out in Salt Lake. Um, it kind of got to a point where she was raising a family, got a little too much for her, so she moved in with us today. And uh, she. Uh, it's kind of funny because she she's totally different from the rest of my family. She acts like a teenager, though she's in her 40s. Uh, so we were driving back from BWI listening to One Direction, Justin Bieber, all for her sake. And she was all <laughs> into awesome. it. It was great. It was awesome. So we're happy to have her. Uh, but other than that, my week's been pretty quiet. So I want to just jump right into what our plans are this week. Uh, this kind of goes back to to your skills from laser tag that you honed. What we are talking about this week is something that seems to be inevitable with the way the world is going. We talk so much about um, the the social problems, um, maybe not necessarily on this podcast, but we make references to, to politics, things going on in the world. The world's just a big mess right now. And Dallas, before we started the podcast... He was he was reflecting on these things and he was watching oh, Walking Dead and he just looked at me and he said, dude, this is what we need to do an episode on. The zombie Basically apocalypse. Basically surviving the zombie apocalypse. We is it possible? For it. And that is a question. Is it possible? And so Dallas and I got to talking and he said, we need, we need a little bit of a background on who these zombies are. And I said, yes, because they are coming. We know they're coming. The T virus is, is imminent. Um, we need to know our enemies before we can go on the offensive. And we need to strike while it, there's still time. So Dallas decided he was going to do a bit of research for us. 
Which oh, yeah. Where, where else do you go to research besides Wikipedia? That's like the ultimate source for information on the internet. Mm-hmm. So I just Googled zombie, found Wikipedia, and I'll read a little bit about zombies from there. <clears throat> it says, A zombie is a fictional undead being created through the reanimation of a human corpse. So- zombies are most commonly found in horror and fantasy genre works. The term comes from the Haitian folklore where a zombie is a, bo- a dead body reanimated through various methods, com- most commonly magic. I did not know that. So there, often it's magic that brings them back. Often. 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 But as we'll learn later on, it's not always. Modern depictions of zombies do not necessarily involve magic, but often invoke science fictional methods such as carriers, radiation, mental disease, vectors, viruses, scientific accidents. The English word zombie is first recorded in 1819 in a history of Brazil by the poet Robert Southey in the form of zombie. I don't really know how to pronounce it. It has some weird <laughs> spelling to it. So let's go with that. It says the Oxford Dictionary gives the origin of the word as West African and compares it to the Congo word de zombie or zumbai. I'm not really sure. So that's kind of the overview of what a zombie is. Um, I want to go in real quick to five kind of reasons or ways that a zombie apocalypse could actually happen. Okay. And I found these. Okay. You got something? No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so I get this from crack.com. They have an article all about it. And the first one they give reputable is a brain, very reputable, very reliable and beautiful place. Um, but the first one they give is a brain parasite. So basically, there's a parasite goes in the brain, takes over it. You have no control. It makes a zombie, yada, yada, yada. Okay? Mm-hmm. Second one they give is a neurotoxin. Do you know what a neurotoxin is? Um, you will have to enlighten me. So it's just like a certain kind of poison that slows your bodily functions to a point like where you can sit, consider to be dead. So even like a doctor like would consider you to be dead if so they like, like looked at you. Okay, so neurologically you're pretty much dead, but you're still like physically alive. Like your heart's still beating, your body's still moving. Yeah. Okay. And, and so there's a there's a poison found from the fungi of Japanese blowfish that can do this. So this is like real stuff here. Another one they give us is the real rage virus. Uh-oh. Um, <clears throat> let's just say this is cray cray. Okay, it's found in a movie called Twenty Eight Days Later, and it says in this movie that the virus turned human beings into mindless killing machines. So I don't know if this is real or not. Um, you mean Twenty Eight Days Later? Yeah, Twenty Eight Days Later. It's a movie. It stars Killian Murphy. And it mm-hmm. is a zombie movie, and it's kind of like The Walking Dead where he wakes up in a hospital, and it's 28 days later, I guess, after the zombie apocalypse has taken place. That's really about all I know of that movie. I'm sure we could predict the rest. Fun fact, that movie was actually filmed on a Canon XL1, which I used to own, and I thought it was a pretty cool piece of trivia. Wow. That's dope. I'm so proud of you. Me too. <laughs> so is, was that a pretty high quality camera? I don't know um, much about cameras. It was cameras. a digital camera back in the late 90s in about 97, um, a digital camcorder. And 
it only shot at like 480 by 7 or 720 by 480 so just like standard def not the best camera so what amazes me is they have a blu-ray edition of this movie i do not know how they up that movie i assume they digitize it put it on film i honestly would love to see what that would look like in hd because for me what i shot it always came out looking like garbage but i guess there's worse pieces of equipment out there yeah like the flip i had or whatever it was called right that would be better quality in really? a sense. I mean, it had more functions. Like there was a lot more you could do with with um different effects on the camera, lighting and shutter speed and things like that. But I mean, when it comes down to the actual quality of the picture, it would most likely be better on a modern camcorder today. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's let's continue on. We're getting off topic yeah, again. Yeah, we are. Sorry. No, it's all good. All right. So number uh, the fourth reason they give is a neurogenesis. Now, neurogenesis is kind of like a stem cell where, like, scientists can command these cells to regrow, basically, okay? Like and Dr. what they Mario. do specifically... Oh, yeah, this is crazy stuff. And they, they command these cells to regrow dead brain tissue. And so that basically creates them into a zombie, I guess. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> And the last one they tell us is nanobots. Nanobots. Now, oh, you know nanobots. Dude, I love nanobots. I, I I don't know any personally, but they're good guys. Sure. We'll go with that. Um so it's a basically a technology scientists can engineer um these microscopic self replicating robots that are invisible to build or or are visibly built and are not able to be destroyed, I guess, or something. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes a lot of money to do this. The only the only thing I know about nanobots is from Agent Cody Banks. Do you remember that? <laughs> Dude, do I? You mean starring, uh, what's his face from, was it Malcolm in the Middle? Frankie, Frankie Munez? Frankie yeah. Munez, yeah. Yeah. That's the only it thing I know about nanobots. Frankie, man. Exactly. Maybe he's the real. So the real so, what did he? What did he teach you anything about nanobots in that movie? <laughs> yeah, I, didn't they? I don't. Or am I thinking of a different Jude? movie? Wasn't Are wasn't we, the whole? It could have been. It's been so long, dude. I just remember Frankie Muniz's sweet face. Wasn't that the movie with Hilary Duff and? There was this factory where they were making all these nanobots to basically like I'm just gonna search put in Agent water. Cody Banks nanobots and see what comes up. This is real, okay? Oh, dude, it's real. There's a nanobot scene right here. Yeah, that was what the whole thing yes, was about. Doctor Brinkman it? was planning to use nanobots, which can destroy any carbon or silicone-based substance, to destroy the world's dot dot dot. So yes, you're right. Thank you. Absolutely I correct. That. And I remember the close up of the little nanobots in the in the water melting and then going inside this guy and basically like killing him from the inside out. That's disgusting. It was pretty dope. Yeah, it was pretty dope. But that's all I know about nanobots. Those are the five things that can cause a zombie apocalypse. Let us know if there's any more that we missed. There's your background. Okay. Carry on. So at this point, we know it's inevitable. We have talked about 
in the we talked about in a past episode i think it was either episode two or three and it was all about the future and we talked about these technological advancements that seem like fiction now but will eventually be science along the way so it only makes sense with so much pop culture shoving zombie apocalypses down our throat on a day-to-day basis think of all the movies and tv shows and books and you know, everything that you've consumed, especially in the last 10 years, that has had to do with some sort of apocalypse. So we know it's going to happen. And we know that we're going to have to fight back at some point. So I think it's only um, it's only intelligent of us to concoct a plan. Um, but what we're first going to do is we're going to rip up other people's plans, tell them why they're wrong so that we can prevent their deaths in the inevitable future zombie apocalypse. So what we've done today is we're going back to our segment um, of Yahoo Answers, and we are going to answer some questions. Um, So first I'm going to start out with one. Uh, This is by – it doesn't have a name. It's anonymous. Um, but anyhow, this is his, he's asking about a zombie apocalypse plan. He said, this is the plan that he and his friends have planned on that they have gotten together and actually concocted themselves. He says, hi, I want to tell you guys about my plan that my friends and I agreed on one, go to the Navy base and gather on clothes, guns, food Two, drive to San Diego. We are in California. And head to the USS Midway, a parked aircraft carrier, and unload everything. Three, head to each state, stocking up on ammo, food, etc. Four, head to Canada or England to settle down. Five, make a small militia to go back to the states and gather as many survivors as we can. And he says, and he says, but he's basically like, now I know what you're going to say. And before you say it, just know this. He says, I know how, he says, yeah, I know how are we ever going to get an aircraft carrier moving? Well, I already have three people that say they can turn this ship on. So tell me what you think and what you're going to do about it. Are you telling me he's already recruiting people for the zombie apocalypse? He already has three people who know how to turn on the USS Midway. Three. How are they going to get there, though? Isn't it, like, protected with army? Well, that's what I was thinking. You would think the military themselves would have already been um, either... Either USS Midway would already be doing something about the zombie apocalypse. Either would be somewhere else or would be, I don't know, loading people on. I have no idea what the USS Midway even does. Anyhow, well, it's a parked aircraft carrier. So... I don't know what he's expecting to find here other than aircrafts. Maybe he's going to buy, get some helicopters. I don't know how he's going to unload them with three people. I mean, (laughs) I don't know what kind of, what kind of vehicles he's, he's running. Um, But here's the other thing. Let's say that he didn't even do that. He also talks about how he's going to head to each state stocking up on ammo and food. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Because I think when you're in the zombie apocalypse, we know you're going to be low on gasoline in the first place. Why? What's even the convenience of traveling to each state separately? Other than, there is no convenience. Other than maybe stocking up on like every like you're. I guess you're covering a lot of territory, so maybe you're able to collect so much sustenance and um, ammunition and goods. But then. 
what even like what baffles me even further is he says head to Canada or England to settle down. How is he going to get to England? Well, that's my other question is maybe he he's maybe he's acquired an aircraft, right? Multiple aircrafts. They're going to fly to England. Why go to England in the first place? Second of all, why do you want to settle down there? Why do you go to all the states and say, "All right, let's go to England now?" Or why would you even bother with Canada? I don't know. I'm so confused. And then he's going to make a small militia to go back to the States. So after he's settled down, supposedly, he's going back to the States. And then he's going to gather as many survivors as he can. If if he's in Canada, though, why would Canadians want to come down and liberate Right. The United States from zombies. Why would either? anybody want to leave? Why did I assume maybe he thinks he's going to reorganize the United States as a united body and try to create another democracy after um, it's all kind of gone to pot? Um, but he has three friends who can move the ship. Okay, get, I'm just ba- I'm baffled by why he needs to go to every state. Is there not enough resources in one state? I assume to so. Suffice for himself. I guess he thinks that every Walmart. Well, maybe there'll be like. I guess if he goes to all these places collectively, he'll be able to gather enough food. Like he can't just go to the local Walmart and try to get what he can or try to stockpile what he can because I guess he doesn't have too much faith in himself and pushing people out of the way. Um, I would say. If, wait, wait. If you can do it on Black Friday, you can do it in the that's zombie apocalypse. That's what I'm apocalypse. saying. If you want to prepare for the zombie apocalypse, that's your in. Go to Walmart on Black Friday. Find the like, hardest-to-acquire toy each Christmas season. Make it your goal to acquire that Furby. Not only one, but stockpile as many as you can and then sell them for as high a price as you can. If you become a master of Black Friday, you will be set for the zombie apocalypse when it comes to stockpiling goods. Yep, 100%. And you'll also be good at killing people. (laughs) Okay, we're going to... Okay, that's another subject. We're going to go to the next question. Okay. All right, this guy guy is very confident. I have not read this all the way through. So we're going to discuss this. He's he's actually asking people because he wants to be protected. He wants to feel um, he wants to to feel comfortable in this plan. He doesn't want there to be any holes. So he's asking for us to find the flaws now before they're unveiled in the future. He says, "Okay, I have this all planned out. I live right next to the East Coast. I don't know what he means by next to the East Coast. I don't know if he means like he lives in the Midwest and he lives next to the coast or if he's on the very coast and he lives next to the ocean. But he says, my basic plan requires two main things, a car and a cruise ship. First, if I had any any for warning, I would take the car and put thin plexiglass on the windshield and windows. I would gather as much gasoline as possible and gather as many weapons and ammunition as possible. That's a plus, but not really necessary. I would take the car and drive it to a marina where cruise liners dock. I would take as many people as possible with me. I would then take the cruise ship into international waters. I would then put an SOS signal for as long as necessary. In the event that nobody arrives, I would begin to repopulate. 
You may ask where to get the food. Well, first there is fish, but most cruise ships contain enough canned food and non-perishables to last a group of 200. This has got to be a lie, by the way. He says, okay, let me reiterate. He says, most cruise ships contain enough canned food and non-perishables to last a group of 200 for 36 years. Yeah, a lot. I would wait for as long as possible and then get close enough to shore to observe the zombie population. Given that any organism, even bacteria, reaches a maximum capacity and then begins to drop, so I would guess that it would take approximately 12 to 24 years for the zombie population to die. So he's done a bit of math, but I feel like that's a lie. The whole cruise ships containing 36 years for 200 people worth of food. You know how much food that would be? Let me just say this. Okay. How many people are on a typical cruise ship? Like, how many people do they have on there? I can look that up real quick. Um, Okay. How many people fit on a cruise liner? I mean, he must be talking about a huge one. Yeah. Okay. Um, it says the world's largest cruise ship, the uh, Queen Mary Two, um, at it weighs one hundred fifty-one thousand four hundred gross registered tons, but Royal Caribbean is scheduled to get an even bigger ship, a one hundred sixty thousand ton freedom of the seas it will carry 3,600 passengers double occupancy and 400 4,370 maximum so i guess maybe okay because if you think about it on these cruise ships they have buffets right yes and if you think that that these 4,000 3,000 souls are stuffing themselves every day for buffets, they're probably eating like a year's worth of food in a week. Just saying. It could be possible. Not, it could be possible that they would have to have that much food in order to to meet the demands of the buffet goers on the cruise ship. That's all I got to say. Now, here's what totally throws me for a loop, okay? Okay. Okay, this is not a terrible idea. This seems at least a little more thought out than the other one. My question is, he goes out and he puts out an SOS signal, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who is he calling for? He has a cruise ship. Is he just going to stand, sit in the waters forever? He's not going to try to go to land or, like, try to find a community? Like, what if something happens on the boat where, you know, people decide to turn again? There's a mutiny. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he plans on being the captain. I mean, why even bother getting 200? Oh, I guess he wants to repopulate. I would only take a few people with me. Think of how much that food could, you know, last you. I would only take people I trust. Enough that we could obviously, like, man the ship. But I guess if people died of, like, sickness, maybe you would want extra people. So it makes sense. But who is... Yeah, you would you would take people you trust. You would not put out an SOS... Because that would attract mm-hmm. other people that are looking to take your supplies and kill your people. You are right, dude. You would not do that. 
You need to be selfish in the zombie apocalypse. You do not help other people. You care for yourself and your family and those you want to repopulate with. And you just go on your ship and go out to the middle of the ocean and stay there. Mm -hmm. Don't move. Live off the ocean and live off the ship. That's all I got to say. Good plan. So (laughs) I think it's a a decent idea. I don't know who's going to answer an SOS signal other than, like you said, pirates maybe. Um, well, and why would he put an SOS signal out after he just left land? You know what I'm right. saying? Right, and who who is going to answer your SOS signal in the middle of an, an a, a zombie apocalypse? Japan. Or North Korea, maybe. Because <laughs> they're kind of separate from the world. Dude, do you think that would be the place to stay? The zombies wouldn't even no. go into South Korea. I mean, North That's... Korea. <laughs> That's the worst place to be. That's worse than actually living in a zombie That's probably apocalypse. true. Um, I want to talk about our plans now because we have plans. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through mine. Mine is not perfect. Okay. I would have you know. I came up with this the past couple minutes. But I always thought to myself, I said, if it were a zombie apocalypse, I had three, pretty much three ideas. I said either I would live on an island where I could fish and I would have fresh fruit. Where and I could collect water from the rain, kind of like Castaway. Only problem is, according to some one of those zombie apocalypse manuals or whatever, zombies, of course, if they wind up in the ocean, they can wash up on shore, and they'll still be alive, kind of. Cause, well, they're already dead, so they can they can wash onto shore. But how many are actually going to wash onto shore? So that's one idea. Second idea: live in a tree house because they can't climb trees. But people can, so that's a problem. So another idea, and this actually kind of seems like the dumbest idea to me, but this is the idea that I went with. I'm going to hide in plain sight. I'm going to go to my grandparents' house, supposedly after they've passed away. Live in a kind of rural town, um, kind of not really in the middle of nowhere, but far enough out of the way that you know they, they're not really bothered by anybody whatsoever. I'm just going to go downstairs. I'm going to cut a hole in the tile. I am going to dig a hole, right? Build a trap door. I am going to build a small tunnel, and I will live and sleep in this tunnel. Use whatever for food storage we already have to start off. Maybe go hunting in the meantime because they live right next to the woods. There's always deer running around, so I could at least have some deer. Um, and then when I, the way I hide my food is I will can everything, and I will bury it in the dirt, and then – since it's canned, it's not going to go bad or anything. So I'll just dig it back out from under the dirt. Then nobody, if, if anybody even broke into my hole, it would just look like a hole. There'd be nothing in there for them to find unless they started digging. And I don't think the normal, well, now that I'm broadcasting it to the entire world, maybe that's what they'll do. Um, I'm also going to keep sterno and gasoline. I'm just going to bury everything in the dirt and I'm just going to live in a hole. And while I'm down there each day, I'm just going to dig further. I'm going to dig further. And hopefully avoid any dead bodies that might be buried under there until I've built basically an entire like city for myself. And I'll be so far underground and so concerned with mole people that the zombie apocalypse isn't even going to affect me. I'm going to adapt to the darkness. I'm going to train my body to absorb minerals through the ground like a plant. And I'm going to become one with nature. Wow. That's really inspiring. I really appreciate you telling me all this. 
How how are you going to become one with nature again? I am going to, like I said, I will. Well, first of all, like I said, there will be mole people down there. This is inevitable. We have had <laughs> um, episodes on conspiracy theories. We know they exist. We've talked about the future. They will teach me the way that they survive. I will follow in their footsteps. I will eat the roots of trees. I will also bury myself in dirt. And I will use my skin. I will open my pores. And I will absorb the minerals from the dirt. Like I said. This all makes sense. Okay. I don't know if that's really physically able going to happen. Also, I will have a giant twit like bendy straw that will go Mm -hmm. to the very surface and when it rains I will put my lips to the bendy straw and I will suck in the rain. Wow. That's a really good image. Yeah. That's I love that. I love that so much. Well, for me... I've been thinking about this recently. Probably about two weeks ago, I was thinking about this while I was at work. And for those of you who don't know, I work a late-night custodial shift at the Wilkinson Center at BYU. Um, so I, it's pretty good. It's a student center there. It's a big building. But I was thinking there, what would I do if the zombie apocalypse happened right now? What if my supervisor turned into a zombie and I had to survive? Mm-hmm. First thing I would do, okay? I have already thought this through. I've looked throughout the building as I'm cleaning it, and I see certain things that are placed at certain places. I have a pole in the back room that's ready to go. I've placed it there. If the zombie apocalypse happens while I'm at work, I have all the keys that I need in order to open every door in that building. So I'll have access to all the food, all of the supplies, medical supplies, Anything I need is there, okay? So first thing I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to bar all the doors. Mm-hmm. not going to let anyone in. Second thing I'm going to do, I'm going to gather all the food and bring it into a central caged location, which is on the third floor, and I'm going to lock it all in there. Third thing I'm going to do, I'm going to gather my custodial workers, and we are going to find weapons. There are no guns at BYU, um, sadly, but we will gather pipes, we will gather knives, we will gather hammers, vacuums to keep things clean, um, and other items that can be used to fight off any in, any uh, intruding raiders or rebels or zombies, okay? Mm-hmm. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to use the broadcasting materials there, to broadcast to others around BYU and around Provo that if they bring us guns, we will give them food. They will come there, and as they are coming, and they're coming and they give us their guns, we will put them into a room. Okay? I like this is where this is going. And we'll keep them there. And eventually... Because we are self-concerned with ourselves. Yes, that's, a, that's a what I was looking for. I was waiting for this. And because we want to keep ourselves alive. Be honest. We will kill them. And we will use them as bait for the zombies that are in the Wilk already. And as the zombies are coming out, we'll kill the zombies. We'll gather them all together. We'll burn them. All right, so a week has passed. We survived, yada, yada, yada. I need to gain, gain contact with my parents. 
and with my family in Minnesota. How do I do that? You tell me, Connor. What do you think I should do? So recap that. You are going to try to reconnect with your parents? Reconnect with my parents in Minnesota. Okay. I'm all the way in Utah. What do I do? Well, you do have a broadcast network, correct? I do. Uh Uh-huh. What I would say is when you gather these people, right? Uh Uh-huh. You come out. You intimidate them. You tell them, yeah, we're taking your guns. No, there's no food, you freaking idiots. And then you say, (laughs) which one of you is smart? I need your smartest man here. He will stay alive. I need a man that knows how to build a satellite. And you're in Provo. You have people who are scientists. And people will pretend, and you will have to sniff them out. You will have to hound them until you find out someone who really knows how to build a satellite. You say, I need a satellite built, and I also need a rocket scientist. So you'll eventually, after years and years of going through this cycle, people will be so desperate. You will be such a powerful colony. You may not have the smartest people, but you will have have the means. You will have the muscle. You will have some brains. But one day that man will come, and he says, I will build you a satellite. You say – I want this. I want to broadcast. I need this to go to Rochester, Minnesota. I need to broadcast my face all over the city. I need my parents to know that I'm alive. And I need them to know that where, where I am is a safe haven for them. And you say, and if you don't do it, I'm going to feed you to your friends who I, who I killed, but now they're zombies. And I... It'll be so intimidating to them that he will be forced to build this for you and you will reestablish contact with your family and you will be one happy family all over again. All right. Well, I'm going to stop you there, okay, because it doesn't need to be that complicated. I'm gonna, I already killed everybody, so it's too late. One, <laughs> what is a TV station from BYU? A TV station. Can you, a TV station from BYU. Mm-hmm. That's broadcast all around the world. What's it called? BYU TV. BYU TV, okay. Uh, they have shows on there. That's where they show okay. devotionals, yada, okay. yada, yada. I'm going to – my mom, I'm going to tell her now. I'm going to tell her tomorrow. If the zombie apocalypse happen, turn to BYU TV one week after the zombie apocalypse has started. Okay. Right. I'm going to broadcast. I'm going to have a camera brought to me. I'm going to broadcast myself to my parents and say, if things are going good in Minnesota, stay there. If not, go to 200 Lake City Drive. Grab the the first RV you see. It has a tank that can get you all the way to Utah. Take that tank. uh, Take that RV. Drive it to Utah. Come to the Wilk, and we'll survive together. Third thing I'm going to do, I'm going to start a garden on the top floor, which is closest to the sun, so I'll have more sun, mm-hmm. but also has a good supply of water, too, mm-hmm. because it's a it's a restaurant area, and we're going to lay dirt down, and we're going to open up the roof, and we're going to start a garden in the Wilk, and we will provide food for ourselves, and then when my family gets there, they will have food as well. Here's an idea. Okay. So here's the thing. I control the underground, right? Mm-hmm. I'll basically become the, the dawn of the underground world. And I will basically be like this legend down there. You 
will continue to build this tower, right? You will control the heavens. You will you're building like you should consecutively build each floor. And on each floor, you put some sort of family and you say you have protection here if 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 you protect me. And so if anybody wants to come and attack you, they have to start at the bottom floor and each floor they have to fight a different family. And there's no way they're going to make it through like 500 floors of people who want to keep their 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 living um, stable and who also don't want to get killed by these people. And so they're going to protect you out of necessity and they're going to protect you because of um, their own danger. And so you continue to build each floor and they all do something different in the tower that helps to cultivate your society. So you have people who are who you just breed, you have people who garden, you have people who um make satellites, like I said, you have people who make a- ammunition and weapons and you're just like the dawn of the skies. You know what I mean? You live on the oh top. Oh my gosh. Because you gave so I'm them like, everything I'm like the- they have. I'm like Bowser on the top of the floor. I'm like mm-hmm. the boss they have to get to. Exactly. You're the final boss. I'm the final. It's like this like the game Tiny Towers, isn't it? Like everybody has their own job, mm-hmm. but it's Tiny Towers mixed with like Mortal Kombat. Yes, with, like, it's the exactly. Games. It's like Mortal Kombat where they, the tower is in that game where they have to fight each yeah. person to get to the top. That's exactly yep. what it's like. Slash Super Smash Brothers, where I'm the hand that mm-hmm. they have. I'm you're the master boss. Hand. I'm the hand at you're the like, end. I'm you're like this. You no. You know what? There's Master Hand, right? And he's kind of a uh-huh. wimp. He's cool in the first one, but then in Smash Brothers Melee, they introduce Crazy Hand, and he's like even oh, yep. more maniacal and crazy. So I can be like Master Hand underground because I don't really need to use my strength because I am so hidden and I'm more like a monk. And I'm like, but you're like an actual tyrant, and you're like crazy oh hand. Gosh. You're like wild. Oh my! This is happening. This is real. This would is, you have some, Would happens. you have a name, a moniker you'd go by in the event of a zombie apocalypse? They'd call me Big D because it's my nickname in real life, but they call me Big D because it's big destruction, but also big. Development too, because Big I'm developing develop. everything. Dude, I like that. You would also you'd be like a tycoon and a tyrant. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you're my friend, then you're my friend. But if you're my enemy, then you're my enemy. And they'll call me. Um, they'll call me Mo- vi- vitamin. What kind of vitamins are in the ground? Vitamin B. Vitamin C comes from vitamin Connor. Yeah. I yep. suck in the sunlight from the world, right? From the it straw. Comes from underground through the straw. And I yep. am, like I said, I'm a legend. I'm much more peaceful than you, but I don't like people. So I stay away. Nobody even knows. People just say I exist. But they're like, there's only one house in the world that has a tunnel that actually leads to the city. So you have all these people all over the world who are trying to dig their holes. So many people took inspiration after me because I found a guy that you sent to me who built me a satellite and I broadcasted them. I say, Hey, I found a way to live underground. Just some advice. You can suck in 
the minerals from the ground if you want to. I'm not going to tell you where I am for my own safety, but just know you can do it. I have a city that me and the mole people live in. If you can find it, good luck, get digging. And so everybody all around the world is digging underground, trying to find this city, but to no avail because it's in the middle of nowhere in rural Maryland. So they'll have they'll either have to go to my grandparents' house or they'll – So I don't know. Maybe some people will find me, but I'll lock the trap door behind me. <clears throat> oh, my gosh. This is fantastic. We're going to survive. We're going to do it, dude. We have solid plans. I don't know what those other guys were thinking on Yahoo Answers, but we're going to survive. They're gonna, they they are going the typical route, I'll say. They think they have good ideas, but they don't. All they care about is weapons and food, whereas I have yep. myself um, – the thing is you'll control everything, right? It will start yep. out there at BYU. That is such a – that is such a um, – an icon in people's eyes and on campus it'll seem like a place but you have the keys to get everything started so you're the only one who has those keys right you might have to take a few other people out who you might work with but you'll get to the top we'll get to the top and we'll win it all wow this is good this was good well do you have anything else you'd like to add um just live long prosper Remember who you are. Um, but it's okay if you... God th- loves you. Just know it's okay if you throw it all away when the zombie apocalypse happens. Exactly. You Everyone changes. What happens then. Just ask Rick. Seriously, Rick knows. He's a boss. Well, we're sorry this episode's been a little shorter. Uh, we didn't have a whole ton of time, but we want to invite you guys to uh, listen to some of our other episodes where we've discussed... Uh, a variety of different topics. Each week is different. We usually try to do stories or we encourage storytelling. Um, We're going to have some guests on in the future. So look forward to that. In about two weeks, we'll have our first real official guest. Um, You can always follow us on Twitter at CC Podcasting. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. Um, If you would like to come on the show or if you have any questions, you can email us at constantcompodcast at gmail.com. Follow us, of course, on Twitter. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and or Stitcher. You can also see our blog. So if you ever have any questions or if you want to be one of our constant companions, like I said, email us, follow us, keep up to date with us. Thank you guys so much. We hope you have a great week, and we'll hear from you soon.